on. We're officially here in Vegas. We actually are. That's quite weird, isn't it? We've made it. It feels, it feels, it feels, it feels properly like we're in Vegas, actually. It being, does. Yeah, 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 yeah. We feel we we stand out. Yes. Yeah, yeah. It's obvious that we're not from here. Yes. Yeah. I think there's a lot of people that are not from here. Which That's is, true. It's quite comforting. It is. But Pop, here we are, Pop, the Lobster Pop Podcast Row, and uh, yeah, we are here with our esteemed guests. We have James Black and Olin Yee from Kanha. So good to see you guys. How's it all shaken out for you so far? The show. Doing great, man. Loving it. Loving seeing all of our friends here and seeing all the exhibits and stuff. It's a big show. So the show here is shinier than I've ever seen it. Yeah. So I've been here in Las Vegas for it, and I've been in um, uh, New Orleans, and this is the biggest by far. Yeah. I mean, has yeah. I mean, it's like a sort of city in its own right, isn't it? It it sort of becomes you know Vegas sort of in a little sort of sub district of Vegas doesn't it well and made international by you guys I guess so <laughs> there it yeah. is there's two of us yeah that's it it's like the world series you can bit Canada and it's still the world right but a bit of UK and it becomes the world no, sorry I know nothing about sports by the way I'm just but no but you guys what you guys are doing with Thermidor is really great we really appreciate it and you know getting everything out there what you guys are doing is an, it's a really great podcast man I'm oh. enjoying it very kindly to say, sir. Very kindly to say. So, I guess today we just kind of want to talk a little bit about what you guys are doing and about Kanhar. And we had a bit of a demo from it a while back, which was really kind of you. So we're kind of talking, you know, we say tracking, traceability, transparency, and tech. So the idea that cannabis and technology are sort of a curious pairing, but uh, the idea that what you guys are doing, you know, you're looking to to work with different companies in. In a way that, I mean, it's easy to think about tech as kind of like the fun, kooky stuff, like the great things, but there's a lot of sort of business back end that goes into it. And I think that's kind of what you're doing. Do you want to just give us a bit of a lowdown on Kanha and, and the things that you guys are doing? Sure. So I started Kanha eight years ago, and my background is as a principal software architect for Microsoft. So the PSAs at Microsoft, we worked on the world's largest problems to solve them for corporations and governments. And I bring that same technology into Kanha, so world scale implementations. Now, why track and trace? So for a government to roll out legal cannabis, how do you define legal cannabis? It's defined via tracking tags, right? For the plants and for the packages. And by that, you can uh, like, a medication prescription like an opiate or a narcotic or anything else you can track it all the way through the supply chain uh, its exact chain of custody and then offer up that information in a very easy way not only for the state and the government but also for law enforcement right because they have to adjudicate all the laws and every single place there are different laws now if we look around the world uh, James and I were in Colombia just a few months ago in Colombia, we put together this presentation for the government, and in the first year of Colombian uh, medical marijuana adoption, they would receive something like $92 million in cannabis taxes. By the third year, $212 million. So guess how much money they receive from cannabis taxes today? Zero. Zero dollars. Now, think about what 92 or even 212 million dollars can do for the citizenry because that's money for the public good right so not only putting together what is the income from cannabis because they already have a cannabis business so in every street corner in bogota cali or medellin 
you can buy cannabis. You can buy other products as well. However, if uh, they put in track and trace and they uh, pass laws to collect cannabis revenue, that $212 million can be used for the public good, right? So, and what we always put into our slides is what does Colorado do with all those revenue dollars? So half of Colorado's cannabis taxation revenue dollars are used for uh, healthcare and public education on drugs. Uh, a quarter of it is used for the school facility fund and another quarter is used for the general fund, so that's prisons and courts, uh, and for uh, the school fund. So school facility fund and school fund, right? Both are in there. Now that's all money for the public good, and that's what nations aren't capturing right now. So with James and I, we've talked to the nations of Malawi, uh, Colombia, Belize, Chile, Nepal. We're trying to get into the UK, so we've got some people helping us in Parliament. And James, do you want to talk about Thailand? And yeah, going into Thailand. So Thailand is coming on really big, as you guys know. Um, you know, there's there's a lot of news. Even Cookies was saying that they're they're headed down. But you know, with everything, what we've done is we've positioned ourselves um, to get down there and really truly put put a, the track and trace in the place where it needs to be. You know, uh, a lot of governments right now, I think what we're seeing is that they don't have exactly what they're needing to get cannabis moving around the globe. And so for with that, with that being the case, we need somebody to be the model. And I think Thailand is actually shaping up to do that. Thailand has really passed a lot of great initiatives um, to get things done. You know, we have to see what happens with the with the royal family coming up this next year um, as it progresses. But as long as things go, I think Thailand could be shaping up to be one of the, the models for us to show how track and traceability is going to be one of the forefront things for cannabis. You know, with we've as a cannabis industry, we've hit about 29 billion for two years in a row. And it's kind of like this glass ceiling all of a sudden, like what's happening and everybody's kind of doing the same thing. Part of that is because there's no traceability. Once it hits the border, nobody knows exactly what to do with it. You know, with Colombia, Colombia has been legal since 2017. Why aren't they moving cannabis to Germany and all these other places? You know, and it's because of the fact that the track and traceability is what needs to be in place in order to facilitate that. The INCB, the International Narcotics Control Board, is it who's in control of moving cannabis around the globe. Um, and they're in control of all narcotics, right? All okay. narcotics. So the INCB is a offshoot, um, a subsidiary, if you will, of the United Nations, right? Um, so they are in charge of setting up the quota system for moving all narcotics across borders. So we're in talks with them right now to facilitate true track and trace there because they have inventories and they set quotas but after the product moves, um, that's still a gray area for them that they need to figure out. Yeah. So our technology is true track and trace, absolute track and trace. So you can be assured that uh, if it's in Kanha at this location, that's where it legally is, right? And then of course we have systems to adjudicate that and verify that. 
And then, like with INCB, they allow shipping all over the world, right, for all of the member nations of the United Nations. So um, it's interesting in talking to those people and others how many systems they do manually. So it's not automatic. You know, it's paper and pencil in many cases. When today's paper and pencil is a computer and Excel, right? So what Kana does is that we do most of everything we're talking about automatically through our telemetry systems. So uh, one of our slogans at Kana is that we are the, oh, in fact, you tell the slogan. The slogan uh, is if, if our system can do the work, it's going to do the work. But, uh, you know, it's, um, it's the most amazing thing. When Orland showed this to me, I'm telling you guys, I, I was, I'm the guy that's sitting there as a cultivator going, I don't want to hear about this. Because when I, when I had to work with metric and when I had to do those things in 2014, to me, it was not cultivating anymore. All of a sudden I was a data entry person and I was like, every part of the fun of this just went out the window. Orlin, when I met him, he shows me the system and I was literally trying to just get off the phone. And, but all of a sudden he goes, so what did you think? And I was like, huh? I was like, that's it? But when I say that's it, when there, was, there wasn't much to it. And so I said, Orlin, you have to start over because I when really says, was paying attention. When he says there wasn't much to it, there wasn't much user, user data in, entry. Right. So you're not doing you're not doing the work. So Orlin, he showed me, he's like, you push a button. And I was like, okay, hold on, hold the phone. What just happened? Because I know that you've got to click like 10 times on each plant to harvest. And, and so he takes me to the backside and he shows me that it was all done. And I said, oh my God, man. This is finally something that we can use that is going to help the growers. It's going to help all of the facilities with business. Because when you're sitting there 50% of the time doing data entry, you're not doing what your job is. You know, I'm a, I'm a grower. I'm not a data entry person. If I was a data entry person, that would have been my job title. So as a cultivator, I want to get back to what I know, and that's the plant. That's what our system allows so at Kanha, we have a convergence of automation, telemetry, and artificial intelligence to do most of the work. In fact, at Kanha, we say that we are the most streamlined cannabis ERP for the entire cannabis supply chain. So our customers do less work in Kanha than they will in any other ERP. So that's the only thing we focus on is the cannabis market. Let's say, I mean, no, I mean, I think what you're saying is sort of, it's so deceptively simple. You think there's got to be more to it, right? And like, no, it's, it's that easy to use because we've done all the hard work for you. So I think, but when you're talking about sort of developing nations and the sort of opportunity to sort of start an industry from scratch and do everything right, that's what it seems like. Is that kind of one of your missions, would you say, to really kind of facilitate that ease of use, whether it be here in, in the US or, you know, in Thailand or Colombia? Is that kind of where you sort of headed? Is that for me personally? It's all about advancing humanity and giving um, to the public good and focusing on that, right? Because and that could be anything. It doesn't have to be cannabis, but really, it's for the public good and elevating the citizenry of whatever country or uh, state that we're working with. So, and that's why it's very important when we say. Okay, let's collect all these cannabis taxes. How 
does it elevate the the status of the common citizen, right? And this is how, by talking about where you apply those funds. So when we started talking to Belize, right? Belize is a very small country. So Belize is about, and I'm from Colorado, so I make all my slides in comparison to Colorado, USA, right? So Belize is about um, one-tenth the GDP of Colorado. And its population is about one-half the size of Colorado. So it's kind of a, it's a developing country, right? So the numbers don't even uh, warrant having a track and trace system because the number of cannabis dollars that would be collected is too low. But then I looked at what is Belize's um, top uh, revenue segment. So take a guess on what that is, you guys. I mean, is it is it farming, something farming based? Oh, not farming. Okay. So any other guesses? Uh, tourism. Tourism, you hit it, you hit the nail <laughs> yeah. on the head. So uh, 700,000 cruise ship passengers disembark in Belize every quarter. That's 2.4 million people per year, right? So in talking to the Belizean government, we said, if you just create a day pass for cannabis transactions, right, for uh, Belize, and if only 10% of those people purchased it, that is a $5.5 million business opportunity for the Belizean government. It's huge, isn't it? Yeah. And it's a way of enabling you know, governments to do more for people. I think it's really interesting. A lot of the time when we talk to businesses and tech companies in particular, what we always say is that you guys need to stop talking about features and talk about benefits. How can you help people? You can cut down the time for a cultivator. You can help raise more taxes for people. But it's, it's interesting that your technology bridges both sides because you have customers who are businesses and then you have customers who are governments. But ultimately the people that profit are both those and also the people, people of a nation, especially in developing countries where cannabis features uh, or, or can feature as a, a massive cash crop and is, is hopefully going to. It's, it's interesting that you're, you know, that, that that vein of advocacy is really there in the people that you're reaching out to. It's really interesting to see that. Yeah, yeah and for me, what drives me every day is the common good, you know, elevating humanity. That's what it's all about. And if I can do a little bit of that with my, my humble assistance in technology, that's that's where I'm at. No, oh, absolutely, absolutely. What are the plans for the sort of next six, 12 months for Kanha? You guys got anything big planned? Is there anywhere you're looking to go or do anything new? What are you, oh, what are you up guys. to? Okay, so cannabis is so huge um, across the world. It's the up and coming thing, right? It's a thing that's been illegal for a long time now. It's becoming legal in so many markets. Now, not only is the actual working with the supply chain, like we do in cultivation, manufacturing, distribution, dispensary, and all the other products we have, but what's catching up to that, right? Banking. Because in banking, no one's doing that yet. So in the United States, there's 15,000 to 20,000 banks Guess how many of those banks actually take cannabis dollars in the United States? Oh, it's got to be less than 100. Something You're very close. It's less than 300. Okay. Now, why don't they do that? Because they don't have the due diligence and procedures to take cannabis dollars. So they can't mitigate the risk. So every customer that goes to a bank 
you have to build the risk profile around before you can take that. Even when like a regular citizen, right? Like, well, like with James or me, stop at a new bank and you're filling out the uh, thing to get a, a, just a checking account. It takes roughly half an hour, 45 minutes. You know, if you're a business, I need your um, seal of approval from your secretary of state. If you're just a person, they look up your social security number, your credit check and all that, right? So all that and more has to happen. Now, bank risk management systems today do not have the necessary provisions inside those systems for cannabis deposits. And what we're announcing at this trade show is our newest member of the Kanha team, Dana Chavez. Up camera. Up camera. Yeah. So, yeah, Dana is, is our director of banking. So. So while she comes up here, um, Dana's background, uh, she, was, she was a senior vice president at First Federal Bank. She was a chairman emeritus at NCA, Nas uh, the National Cannabis Industry Association's Banking Access Committee and a member of the Florida Hemp Board. So she brings that gigantic background with her. And She's just yeah. <laughs> I haven't even said anything yet. <laughs> you didn't have to. I didn't have to show up for me. You did it for me. We like showing up for you. So, Dana, you go ahead. Hi, thank you. Um, pleasure to be here and really a pleasure to join Kanha and uh, their suite of technology. I think that the banking risk management solution is going to be a game changer, not only nationally, but internationally as well so. so it's obviously an exciting time to be in cannabis you know it's always it seems like it's always exciting what are your sort of what are your plans for the next six to 12 months you know what are you hoping to kind of really push and yeah what is it that you want to do and want to achieve well we are working to build our robust state-of-the-arts end of the end-to-end -end banking risk management system and this will encompass the due diligence, the onboarding, the application, and then move into payments and lending. And so we've got a lot, we've got a lot ahead of us, and I think that we are going to be very successful and we are gonna be able to launch that officially really soon. Because it is one of the biggest obstacles to for cannabis businesses, that lack of access to banking or the confusion around. I mean, even in the UK, I mean we have a, a marketing agency that you know is cannabis focused and nothing we don't we're not even plant touching at all and we what was it they said that we couldn't have a checking account yeah so they got rid of our merchant account so we, we can't take payments online right so but we we're a marketing agency you know we we make content so we hear we do a podcast we write articles we do brand strategy things like that but you know and they said sorry we're shutting you down yeah. but why but yeah, why? What's but what's the problem? You know, it's, it's the association. Exactly. It's the association to the cannabis business. And so banks get worried about that, especially ancillary businesses, because they're harder to track where the funds are coming in and where they're going. And it's harder for us to know who your customer is. Uh, and so it's very important that ancillary businesses be able to know their customers as well as the bank needs to so that the bank can get insight into that as well. So this is a fantastic marriage of technology here because all that tracking that we're talking about, 
that telemetry already exists inside of Kana. So everything the bank wants to see is in Kanha data already, right? So we elevate and expose that data to the banks. Now, just the process of taking a cannabis customer at a bank, that requires a bank to have many, many specialized people that are certified in anti-money laundering protocol, Banking Secrecy Act protocol. And these people make, um, let's say 100 to $200,000 a year. I mean, they're pretty expensive talent because they're certified in all these specialty areas, right? And it's not uncommon for a bank to have 20 AML and BSA agents to service their very few depositors. That's why banks charge so much for a checking account, right? Not uncommon in the United States for a bank to charge $3,000 per checking account per month. I mean, that is crazy. Some of them are charging $5,000 a month. Now, some more, some of them. Yeah. Well, that's about £25 pound a month in the rip-off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Maybe I'm just cheap. Who knows? <laughs> so with yeah. our bank risk management system, that'll really lower the bank's costs, right? So, and in lowering the costs, it allows them to more quickly take cannabis dollars in, take them in in a safe way, uh, minimizing their risk and exposing the right data that they need to review to make sure that all of the transactions coming into the bank are white market transactions. So, we've covered everything that you guys are up to. We get new developments, new people, new exciting things to do. What are your plans for the next few days at the show? We're here to take over the world. <laughs> <laughs> James, I didn't, I didn't, I'm not surprised by a bold statement from you. I appreciate it. I'm here for it. You, you know, man, I, I, like I said, no, it's, uh, we're, we're here to just help. And you know, that's the biggest thing that Kanha wants to do is we're, we're just here to try to help facilitate the movement of cannabis around the globe where it's been stalling flat and you know there's there's a definite need for what we're doing and for helping to get that going and you know I think uh, I think the cannabis industry is definitely not done it's just starting but I think in order for it to launch the way it, that we all think it's going to internationally we need a system like Kanha in place so we can help facilitate the movement of cannabis across borders See, I mean it sounds like you got some very kind of creative solutions to some very real business problems and social problems as well. And it's, it's fascinating that the level of thinking that kind of comes into, I mean, we work with other sort of software businesses and thinking about, I mean, one of the things we always talk about is like talk about what the end user is looking for, how you can help them, what's the business impact. And it's more about um, that as well, isn't there, that comes into it. But yeah, you've you got the cards, it's cool. I'm going to say pick a card, everyone, please. Okay. This is the next thing. This is just a bit of fun. This is just a bit of shtick, as we say, right? And create smokable edibles, rolled up notches that function as one headers and quell the resulting. That's genius. So we're dealing ideas, right? That's what we're here for. So what we're doing is at the show, we're just handing out ideas to people. Just, just ideas. They're, they're, you know, some of them are sensible and some of them are less sensible. Like um, that's not sensible, but it's, it's great. Good. <laughs> it's great. Put nachos in a joint. What's yours one? Okay. So mine says, start a social network called Kite, where people anonymously share their thoughts while high. Begin by submitting your own startling observation. Dude, that's actually 
That's really But well, I'm really crazy. glad that Holland got that one. Getting Dave with high or something. Absolutely, but no, fascinating stuff, and we wish you all the best, and we're looking forward to seeing you tonight at the GCNC event too. So, yeah, fantastic. thank you very thank much, you. everyone. Thank you, guys. Thanks so much. Thanks, it was guys. fantastic being on your Take show. Care. Appreciate it. Thanks. Thanks, thanks Dave. Thank you, and thanks, Dana. Good to meet thanks, you. Jamie. All righty.